Hello, this is finally episode 454 of Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK science fiction, fantasy and horror geek broadcast, recorded tonight on Friday the 26th of August 2022 at 23.48.27. Incredibly... I'm back. When I wrote these show notes, the heat had gone. The heat wave has still gone. It was replaced by some equally miserable humidity that has reduced slightly with the temperature, but it's still pretty humid. This morning was foggy as hell. There was a little rain, but not as much as there should be, so there's still droughts in many parts of the country. And that moderate hell will be all that we have to suffer with until the heat wave apparently may or may not return on the 29th to kill us all. Apologies for the additional delays. Please bear in mind I'm a solo operation with no money and a very hectic life. My main delay this time was due to computer problems, like not having an actual reliable computer. You may hear all about that very soon, because while I've given up on release schedules, which at this point would just be silly, the order of release will remain the same. However, there might be an additional third off-topic show in which I only talk about myself, Joy, and topics not directly related to science fiction, fantasy, and horror, like technology, creative, personal news, that kind of thing. A... After, after, show, show, if you will. (laughs) Which sounded a lot funnier in the show notes than it does when I'm saying these words out now. To recapitulate, the show will comprise of three sub-shows, maybe? The main being the usual pop culture review show, a retro media revisit show classic doctor at the moment the one that you're listening to right now tonight which i forgot to actually say tonight we're talking about the doctor who adventure from 1980 titled state of decay and thirdly perhaps an off-topic show unless i drop that third show idea and the stuff gets shoved into the main show as usual, which is what I've done for years. I just can't make up my mind what to do. If you, as a listener, would prefer more specific shows, please let me know. And let me know what you think of that off-topic show, after-dark show, after-hour show. 
it will mean that I will get a chance to get a lot of stuff off my chest in a separate show that you don't have to listen to if you're not into listening to some chap from the UK moaning about things and just want to listen to someone talk about science fiction, fantasy and horror. Let me know. Let us now talk about State of Decay, the Doctor Who story from 1980. As usual, we'll start off with some cast, crew and production notes. The fourth Doctor is played by Tom Baker. His companions, Romana, played by Lala Ward, Adric, played by Matthew Waterhouse, K9, played by John Leeson. Haven't got anything for notable cast, no offence, I'm sure some of the cast were notable. Nothing struck me as particularly noteworthy from my point of view. The director was Peter Moffat, who, as well as directing State of Decay, also directed The Visitation, Mordrin Undead, The Five Doctors, The Twin Dilemma, and The Two Doctors. The writer was Terence Dix, a notable Doctor Who script editor from 1968 to 1974. I remember seeing his name in the credits many times. He wrote many Doctor Who scripts and novelizations, including the novelization of this script of his. I remember his name emblazoned across many books. The producer was John Nathan Turner. Regarding locations, I thought there were a few familiar scenes from Full Circle, which we covered last time when we were revisiting classic Doctor Who. And sure enough, Black Park near Iverheath in Buckinghamshire was one of those common filming locations for both those adventures. There was also filming at KJP Trading, which was formerly BBC Visual Effects, as well as the usual studio filming at the Beebs Television Centre in Shepherd's Bush, all in 1980. Sorry, my voice is getting a bit croaky. It has been a while since we've taped one of these, and it has been a tiring day. Oh, I put my back out earlier. Aging. And I'm already into a tangent. Sorry about that. Back to the notes for this story. And broadcast. This was story 112 and serial 4 of season 18. Following Full Circle, which we talked about in podcast episode 452. It consisted of four around 25-minute episodes and was first aired from Saturday the 22nd of November to the 13th of December 1980. As for Zeitgeist, Blondie was number one in the UK with The Tide Is High, Brilliant song, really liked that song, I remembered that song. And insanely hot Hollywood star Mae West died 
after a long and illustrious and controversial career. Well done, Mae West. As usual, I'll now stitch together a short 15 second or less audio clip, and then we'll talk about what happens. Rolling clip in three, two, one. How long have things been like this? Forever. The lords rule in the tower, the peasants toil in the fields. Nothing has changed in a thousand years. There was never anything really to worry about. The time was up. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that. Let me now tell you what happens in State of Decay. Still trapped within Eve space, the Doctor, Romana, and K9 arrive on a planet which is at a medieval stage of development. It has a single village ruled from a nearby overhanging sinister spear-like looming tower. Andric, who stowed away in the TARDIS, unbeknownst to the Doctor and Romana in full circle, leaves the TARDIS despite warnings from K9. K9 lets him go because Adric uses his smartassery to bamboozle K9 with logic. Adric really is a snot-nosed kid, isn't he? Adric despite his cleverness, is almost immediately captured and taken to the tower. Later, so is the Doctor and Romana. The Doctor and Romana realise that the structure of the tower is, in actuality, an Earth spaceship. The rulers of this medieval society are the original crew who have become vampires, while the peasantry are descendants of the colonists who have for generations been bred by the elite vampires as a food source and to be subservient. The Doctor and Romana delve further into the ancient ship and find the desiccated husk of previously drained villagers, and a fuel tank filled with blood. A rebel, Tarak, an ex-tower guard under the leadership of elderly scientist Kalmar, rescues the Doctor and Romana. The Doctor returns to the TARDIS, while Romana and Tarak attempt to rescue Adric, but the vampires, Zargo and Camilla, who style themselves as the king and queen of the planet, attack. The third vampire, Orkon, their head administrator, who is actually the real ruler, halts the attack as he wants Adric to be the chosen one. That is, a human worthy of joining them as a fellow vampire, now that the villagers have been made, in their eyes, inferior. He also wants to sacrifice Romana, 
to his master, the Great One, the last vampire king who fled the war with the Time Lords by escaping into E-Space. And Romana, a Time Lady, would make an appropriate sacrifice. Back in the TARDIS, with K-9's help, the Doctor learns the secret of killing vampires. And that is a steel bolt through the heart shot from a special spaceship called a bowship. He then joins the rebels and, with K-9's help, attacks the tower. At the tower, with the attack underway, the Doctor sets about killing the Great One. It transpires that the spire of the tower is made up of three slender slivers, each the scout ship. He programs one of the scout ships to travel straight up until it runs out of what little power remains in its engines, then gravity brings it straight back down, its arrowhead-like metal hull spearing the body of the emerging huge, monstrous Great One. With the last vampire king, their master, dead, the three vampires, Zargo, Camilla, and Archon, crumble to dust. The Doctor repairs the elderly scientist Kalmar's salvaged computer. This allows the rebels to access the knowledge of high technology, which is what they have been trying to do for generations. He leaves them free to rebuild or leave, though when they ask him, he says he can offer them no way to exit eSpace. He says that knowledge died with the Vampire King. Our friends, the Doctor, Romana and Adric and K-9, all return to the TARDIS, and as they are leaving, the Doctor says he will return Adric to the Starliner. Ah, okay. Now let me tell you what I thought. We have mind-controlling, posh, rich, parasitic, Vampire nobility, in their sinister, spindly ivory tower, I suppose, with swarming bats to do their bidding, lording it over the occasionally snacked-upon lowly peasantry. State of Decay refers to this stagnant, technologically backward society with villagers enslaved and bred like cattle, by their decadent elite masters. Welcome to Planet Goth. Given the state of how we in the UK seem perpetually ruled by governments made up of the posh and rich, from both the main parties, I might add, I was struck by a piece of dialogue spoken by Kalmar, an elderly scientist with rather unique thin plates draped over his bald pate. He says, The lords rule in the tower, the peasants toil in the fields. Nothing has changed in a thousand years. Not, of course, that our earth politicians are blood-sucking vampires. Perish the thought. Adric. 
Adric the stowaway does his useless best to saunter off and get nabbed by the bad guys. And that is because he uses his smart ass to outlogic K9 and immediately gets himself in trouble. He is an irritating character. I can see why people didn't like him. I don't remember having a particular aversion towards him at the time. But now looking back, yeah, he does seem a little annoying. Maybe it's just been such a long time since I've watched this that I can't remember whether I liked him or not. When the King and Queen Vampire attack Romana, Tarak, and Adric, they display some really cringeworthy, campy vampire moves. They hiss, and they prance about. <laughs> it was very embarrassing to watch, and I won't call out those actors who played the King and Queen, I don't know if they're still alive. I guess they are. They aren't particularly old. But yeah, it was very, very bad. It was something out of a pantomime. Yes, I am a vampire. No one actually says that, but you know what I mean. Sort of raising your arms and forming your hands into claws. It was absolutely terrible. Romana looked every inch the fetching gothic maiden victim as she was laid out on an altar to await sacrifice in a way befitting a hammer horror movie and that is just before a bat mauled her neck leaving a couple of puncture marks i definitely enjoyed that scene there's excellent and enjoyable pre rassilon ish Time Lord lore that we learn. I say ish because Rassilon is young at the time. He does exist. He has been conceived. He has been born. But he is not part of this lore. We find this out from the Doctor as he relates to Romana his memories of a ghost story told to him by an old hermit from the mountains of South Gallifrey. He tells her, Romana, of an epic war between Time Lords and the Vampires, a war so bloody it caused the Time Lords to become sickened of violence forever. Finally, there are emergency instructions built into Type 40 TARDISes, like the Doctor's, of how to destroy the vampires, which is how he eventually comes up with a plan to kill the Great One. I'm now going to talk about pre- and post-influences. Well, this is a podcast about Time Lords, and we should delight in non-linear time. By pre-influences, I mean things that came before that may have directly influenced this story in its creation, writing. By post-influences, I mean something that's patently impossible, that somehow in the future, 
of this Doctor Who story influences travelled from the future backwards, which doesn't make sense. What I'm trying to say is I can see echoes of other things that came after State of Decay in other intellectual property. There probably isn't a link between the two things, but I thought I would mention them as they were interesting. Let's start off with things that came before. There is, of course, Mario Bava's Planet of the Vampires, which most geeks know about. There is also Larry Niven's A Gift from Earth, a science fiction novel in which an elite ex-space crew rules a planetary population from which they harvest organs. I can definitely see parallels there. There is Colin Wilson's excellent novel, Space Vampires, which I highly recommend. And there's also a bit of hammer schlock thrown in. As for post-influences, I must get a better name than that. That just does not make sense. There is Life Force, which is an entertainingly terrible and very, very loose adaptation of the aforesaid Colin Wilson Space Vampires. And far more recently, Mike Flanagan's Midnight Mass, which we have talked about in this podcast, in which the vampires had a similar ultimate aim of swarming out from their nest and becoming a right and proper pest to all and sundry. In conclusion, I would say that Doctor Who State of Decay from 1980 is a comforting and familiar watch for horror fans. There are genuinely grisly scenes like the discovery of desiccated corpses, and a tank full of blood. There are also a trio of gothy vampires with time-appropriate 1980 post-punk eye makeup. Well, okay, I'm pushing it a little bit here. They are more 70s kiss-like eye makeup, or perhaps even later... 80s death metal. Let's leave it at they had some fancy-ish eye makeup. It reminded me of my own very time inappropriate look from the late 80s. You know what? Screw that. I looked amazing in silver, black and turquoise makeup. Honestly. What do we learn from this story? Much the same as with any other story in Doctor Who, and that is don't mess with the Time Lords. Something the last king of the vampires learns to his cost. Although, to be fair to him, he did flee the war, and the Doctor bumped into him accidentally. And that is it for what I thought of State of Decay. Let us now move on to some trivia. This is rather a neat segue because we just talked about the last king of the vampires escaping into e-space. The TARDIS accidentally enters e-space in full circle, which we talked about in pod 452. It does this via 
something that the Doctor calls a charged vacuum armoire, a CVE, and remains stranded in eSpace for three stories. These stories were later packaged and sold as the eSpace Trilogy in 2009, because the Beeb are really good at marketing, in either a VHS or a DVD box set comprising of Full Circle, State of Decay, and one story that we haven't talked about yet, Warrior's Gate. eSpace, or Exospace, or the Exospace-Time Continuum, is a small universe, sparsely populated, as opposed to our N-space, or normal space universe, which is absolutely stuffed full of people. And TARDIS coordinates in E-space are negative. That's how you can tell that you're in E-space. That is it. I don't have anything else to say about State of Decay. We could probably talk about it for hours and hours, but I'm sure if I did that, I'd go off on some weird tangent that had absolutely nothing to do with Doctor Who. Like I said earlier, if you do want me to do an extra show where I just talk about random stuff, a sort of solo self-serving AMA, let me know. I might do that anyway, because it will make the other two podcasts that I do far more specific and niche, which is something someone recommended that I do on Reddit when I put the question out there. But for now, that is it. That is it for my return to podcasting after a rather extended break. Not months or weeks, but more days than is usual. My arm is now painful, holding a small portable recorder. My stomach has been rumbling all the way through this. I hope it hasn't been picked up by the mic. And I've now got something in my right eye. Great. Before I completely fall apart, I should do the end of the show now. The show that you just listened to is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Matur, a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Recommend it to a friend or enemy, mortal or otherwise or click on the contact or support link on the website. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK science fiction, fantasy, and horror geek broadcast. This was episode 454, recorded on... Friday the 26th of August 2022, but ending on Saturday the 27th of August 2022 at 003357. My stomach is rumbling like an imminent earthquake. 
So it really is time to go now. Thanks for listening. Speak to you soon. And bye-bye for now. Bye. Hello, I'm speaking to you from the not-too-distant future. It is Sunday, the 28th of August, 2022, at 00.30.16. Very early Sunday morning. I'm doing that because I had a little extra information that might be of interest to you regarding Black Park, the filming location for Full Circle, and partly... State of Decay. I'm reading this from an unsighted Wikipedia entry, so bear that in mind. I'm only going to read some excerpts. Here goes. Black Park is adjacent to Pinewood Film Studios and has been used as an outdoor location for many film and television productions. The woods and lake feature prominently in Hammer Horror films from the late 50s to the 1970s, including The Curse of Frankenstein, The Brides of Dracula, The Curse of the Werewolf, Dracula, Prince of Darkness. In these films, the location was often used to represent Transylvania. The park has also been used in film productions such as the James Bond film Goldfinger, where it stood in for Switzerland and several other films that I'm not going to read from the article, although I will mention Hawk the Slayer, (laughs) Sleepy Hollow, the Harry Potter films, Captain America, the First Avenger, Jurassic World Dominion. I had a look on the map, and Pinewood Studios and Hammer Films Bray Studios have at its midsection Slough, then just a bit above Slough and to the right, you'll get to Black Park. And that's it. Goodbye again.